Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Truth. you got to protect fields better. you got to protect that kid better. Knowledge. We've got to be able to tackle. Unabashed honesty. These kids, they're believing, they're buying in. Here we go. That's the guy that has to make it happen. What do you expect from legends? Hampton OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The Hampton OB Show starts now. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys after the Bears lose to the New York Giants. Final score of 20-12 to out there in the Meadowlands. And a, a, a very frustrating game to watch uh, on many levels. And I know that uh, there's a lot of fans out there just from reading social media before we get to even get started here that are just flabbergasted. And I think you guys are too about uh, some of the play calls today. Well, again, and we talked about this in the pregame, Ob, that uh, this offense is in disarray. And 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 one thing the Giants were were superior at was the offensive coaching and the design of the offense. Early in the game, we had no answer for Daniel Jones and the bootleg, whether it was the pass or he ran for two touchdowns, which is inexcusable, but. Our offense, it's just disconnected, and there's no rhyme or reason. We kept saying, why are you giving it on a on a dive on second and four when that is a, a perfect play-action situation? I, I just – it's maddening. And, you know, Luke Getze – uh, you you said it in the, uh, the room about uh, 30 minutes ago. You said, you know what, so far so good in the sense that, hey, we're two and one. And we're still in this ball game, but man, this offensive coaching staff has—they've let us down. This is this is not what is possible. This is not what is attainable. And again, it was another maddening day. And and Justin Fields, you got to give him credit. I mean, he he was battered. He six sacks, fourteen hits in the pocket. Not a whole lot of, of of receivers presenting themselves, and yet he, you know, he finished the game. Hey, we put both of their quarterbacks out for a while, so, and uh, you know, it was a one step forward, two steps back because he did, he did manage to throw ten completions out of twenty one attempts for one hundred and sixty three yards. So that's a lot better than the forty and the sixty and the eighty yards we've seen the last three weeks. But it's not near enough, especially when our defense was struggling so so much early in the game. What showed me today in the game in New York, okay, what showed me was I'm starting to really question this coaching staff. For an example, we're on a five-yard line. It was third down and three yards to go from the five-yard line. And there's so many plays that they could use to get in and what do they do? They hand off to Herbert, and he gains one yard. You could have gone from a shotgun with five wideouts, sent them, five guys, into the end zone. It's a quick read. Boom, boom, boom. There's a ton of things. You could have bootlegged that. You could have do. There's so many things you could have done. But what did they do? The, give it to Herbert. Goes up the middle. You ain't going anywhere up the middle. They're sitting there waiting for you. Danny? 
when you, when you look at these stats and I'm 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 like I tell you what I sometimes I don't believe I'm sitting there watching this and I sometimes I don't believe what I'm seeing and what I'm talking about is the play calling by our offensive coordinator. This guy's got to get with the game. We go to Daryl Mooney one time downfield and it clicked. It worked. Where, where is it the rest of the game? Defensively, bootlegs. They saw something about our defense. New York did. And what did they do? Bootleg, bootleg, sprint out, sprint out for four quarters. And we couldn't adjust. They found out and they saw where there was a flaw in our defense. So the Giants coaching staff, Dan, I'd give them an A. Our coaching That's staff. What I said, yeah. They our coaching superior. staff, I'm going to tell you right. D at absolute best, Dan. And I'm not making this stuff up. You know, it almost seemed as though the game plan that was designed by the offensive coordinator for the Giants is the one we've been looking for with Justin Fields. It would have been so much superior to what we were trying they to, saw to, to manifest. They saw, believe me, Andy, yeah. when I tell you, do you go on right now and ask somebody, whoever the defensive coordinator is, what did you see? Or offensive coordinator, what did you see with the Bears' defense? Yeah. Because, my God, they ran it to death. And what do you do? You keep running it until they stop you. Yeah, and we couldn't did. stop it. They ran it until the quarterback broke his ankle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was, and there must have been 16 plays when he was on the, on the edge in either a boot or a naked boot or just a rollout. And, and again, those are the plays that would have been almost ideal for our skill set, and yet we don't, we don't do the, 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 the thing that makes the most sense. 312-981-7200. We already have full phones, so let's uh, let's get busy here and uh, see what everybody else has to say about it out there. <laughs> what a, what a let's mess. Let's go out to Rockford and welcome in Mike. Mike, you're on a half OB. How you doing? Uh, I'm been better. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Watching, watching this debacle, guys. Uh, terrible. More to come. Uh, where, where, do, where do you even start? Um, we know the offense stinks, okay? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys all a question here. You guys are the professionals. Eberflus, Eberflus, whatever you want to call him, supposed to be this uh, defensive genius that Ryan Poles hired. And you know something? I'm watching this defense play, guys. And week after week, four weeks in now, these guys look like they don't even know where they're at on the field. They don't know where their positions are. They're, they're, they're getting beat on the bootleg. Today it was crazy. But the missed tackles, guys, this is what I want to talk about. The missed tackles, it's terrible. They look horrible out there. They can't. I mean, there were so many missed tackles, and Roquan Smith missed a couple himself. Mister Big Money Bags, how's that doing for you, Mister Roquan Smith? I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of this, guys. This, this, this team. What's going to happen? Are we going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator and and a new quarterback? I mean, this team's going backwards, guys. I don't see any progression. Uh, and everyone is talking about in the preseason, oh, he's got these guys playing. Oh, they're 3-0. and oh, oh, they're running all over. They're all over the field. And what did everybody say? As soon as they start to play the real games, the real teams, the real players, they're going to show what they really are. And I think we see what they really are. This is a scary thing, guys, because, uh, I don't know, this team needs so much uh, you know, at the end of the season. And, you know, they're going to have the big salary cap. Uh, they got the biggest salary cap to use, I guess, or whatever. But, or spending spree, but I don't know what this team can do. There's, it's just, it's pathetic. Well, the thing, Mike, that you have to do offensively when something's not working. I mean, you've got to go to Plan B and C. That I mean, that, that's I could say that every week, but it just happens to be a fact. 
and defensively, if something's not working, there's other things that you can do. Now, we could not stop their bootlegs, their rollouts. They found a flaw in our defense. Why didn't our defense come out, even at halftime, and adjust? They ran it all four quarters. That's not coaching. And offensively, I'm going to tell you, sometimes you talk about scratching your head, and I look at Dan, and then it's like, what? What did they just call? Jesus. You know, and, and to me, okay, let's, let's think about this. And when you break it down, on defense, when, when, when somebody hits you for a big play, and it's a glaring, obvious, you know, strategic mismatch, you have to make adjustments. Not only didn't we not adjust after the first or the second or the third or the fifth bootleg, we didn't do it until maybe late in the third quarter where we started walking the safety brisker up, and he actually made a sack. But the point being is, on offense, it's like we are like it's almost like imagine a, a motor that is 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 sounds like it's about to blow up, and we just keep revving it and rev. We we keep trying to run an offense where we think our offensive line is capable of protecting. And other than maybe two plays in the first three quarters, we didn't have protection. I'm just telling you, Mustafa is getting wore out. And you know what, Patrick, Lucas Patrick, our you know so-called prized possession of a free agent that was going to be the center, well, they started him at right guard, and then when Cody Whitehair went out in the left, uh, on the left guard, he filled in there. And he was a turnstile. It was it was an embarrassment how bad he was getting beat. And then you're not even talking about Braxton Jones, the rookie, which you can't expect him on a play by play by play situation to to, to stand up against you know bona fide five year NFL starters. It, it's just it's it's crazy. And how do you get away from pressure, Ob? You get out of the pocket, boo. You do some rollouts, you do, and we don't do it. It's just, it's sickening. That uh, this, this, this coaching so far, this fourth game, this coaching staff really did not. I tell you what, these kids, they went out there, and you, then you could see they were playing their heart out. They really were. There's no question about it. But I tell you what, when you see something coming, that you, you play after play, quarter after quarter. And there's no adjustments. There's there's no no adjustments. No no in intensity brought by this coaching staff. They just went along with it. Second quarter, fifth come out. Third quarter, same thing. Quarter, fourth quarter, nothing. We couldn't mount a drive. We couldn't convert on third down. And it's one thing after another. And so far, I'm I'm telling you what. It's not the players, folks. It is not the players. Don't think that for one second. Wait I'm going to tell you what. It's the coaches. Well, the they're not putting the them, players. They're not putting them in the right position to me to be successful on both sides of the ball. Even Flus can't make the tackles. When we're in a position to make a tackle, you don't duck your head well, and well, dive. And they, yeah, Saquon Barkley's well, a good player. Well, let me tell you something, Dan. But we're missing he can, tackle after tackle. He can set up a system to stop him. And if he can't set up a system, he's the head coach. He's the, one of the geniuses on defense. Then what the hell is he doing in this league? It's him. It's the coaches. All right, we're going to ring the bell here. Take a time out and uh, come back with more of your phone calls. 312-981-7200. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 
Folks, he's back. Longtime sponsor nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic is Vuk. back for all your auto home business needs. Contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. More of Hampton OB's postgame show coming up in just a moment on WGN. That drives Vilas Jones back inside the 45. He lost it. It's loose. And the Giants got it. A special teams play, not necessarily from Gillen, but on the fumble. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. An inauspicious NFL debut for Vilas Jones Jr. there. Not able to handle that punt, and uh, the, the Bears certainly could have used the ball at that point and uh, ended up turning things over and ended up losing in this one 20-12 to 12 to the Did Giants. Did you really think that we would put together a drive? I mean, I, of Good course point. we want them to, but I mean, I'm not going to hang everything on that kid. No, not at all. You I mean, know, it, it, was, it was a hell of a punt. It, it, it was what it was. And, and we'll get right back to you callers, but, you know, at some point, you know, you got, you got to... to when you don't have the personnel of a Buffalo or, you know, maybe even the, the Cowboys, you got to be smart. You got to be schematically better and you got to make a living on the margins. And we, we, we're playing like we've got some other kind of talent. We don't have an offensive line that can hold up. Our quarterback was beat to death. And yet, you know, we keep thinking, oh, we don't have to do uh, what the Giants or somebody else. Did. Hey, you do what you have to do to win the game, and it's like we're we're trying to play, uh, try to impress somebody by the play calling rather than do what we got to do to be effective and win the game. What happened Dan, today that that really uh, set me back a little bit, and I probably should have maybe I haven't explained it well enough, is the inability of this coaching staff on both sides of the ball, folks. To come up, if it ain't working, you've got to go to another plan. You've got to, you know, you just don't have one game plan to go Call through four quarters. No adjustments, folks. And why do I say that? All you had to do was look at this game and watch Jones bootleg out, bootleg out, bootleg out, run pass, run pass, bootleg, boot, boot. unbelievable. And we had no answer. That's not good. That's the fourth game into a season. And our, we have our, our head coach is supposed to be a genius uh, as a defensive coordinator. Well, I'm going to tell you what, so far, again, what I've seen after four, I'm not putting that much on the kids. I'm putting it right on this coaching staff. As far as I'm concerned, they don't know what the hell they're doing. All right, fans uh, feeling the frustration. We'll offer a little therapy for you here. If you want to give us a call, 312-981-7200, like John out in Gilbert's did. John, you're out with Happen OB. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. What's up, Happen OB? Hey, John. Hey, um, so, you know, my thing is, if, if I had last seen a Bears game three years ago, and then I resumed watching the Bears <laughs> today, I feel like I wouldn't have missed anything, because the problem still seems to be there, which is our offense, and I'm just trying to figure out what it is. We have new coaches, new players, you know, every, the fans were all hyped up for the new year, and it, it, there's just time in this game. We're in the game. We're in this game, every game. If every field goal is a touchdown, we win the game. If two of the, you know, we, we didn't even need all touchdowns. We just needed some touchdowns out of those drives. And I'm just wondering, we have no threat, right? I'm trying to figure out what the problem is and how can it be consistent through the years. Is it we just don't have a superstar wide receiver or a superstar li- uh, lineman or a superstar running back? I'm just 
trying to figure out what it is. I feel like it's deja vu. We need offense. And, and one more quick thing. I was actually nervous at the end because I'm like, all right, even if they, even if they score and we tie the game, I didn't have confidence in the play calling to believe we would call a play that would actually get us in the end zone. And that's all I'm saying. John, thanks for the call, man. All right, this yeah, offense, a lot of this offense, and I was excited about it when, when you know, Luke Getze was named the offensive coordinator. And I said, oh, that's good because, you know what? The Packers, they base everything on rhythm and timing of the running game and then play action and all that. It's almost like Luke Getze doesn't, hasn't put two and two together. Aaron Rodgers got the quickest release in football, and he's the smartest quarterback in football. He knows where the ball needs to go at the snap of the ball and get it. Well, guess what? Justin Fields ain't Aaron Rodgers. And so you're going to have to adjust. And yet he won't, he won't change what the, the concept of the offense is until Justin Fields can hopefully someday get up to speed. But you know what, OB? It's, there were four times in this game where Aaron Rodgers would have let go of the ball and got, got rid of it. Justin Fields isn't there yet. And it ain't working. Well, let me here. Let's go this way, Danny. There's basically, as far as I can see in a game, four people that are difference makers, or should be the difference maker. Number one, your head coach. Number two, your offensive coordinator. Number three, your defensive coordinator. And probably the most important, when it comes down to, would be your quarterback. Those are the four things that have to be top flight. They have to be quality in whatever position that they hold. They've got to bring the team forward. Offensively, you've got to make you've got to convert on third down. You've got to use the entire field. You've got to stretch the field. And you've got to figure out a way to do it with the players you have. Defensively, 180 the other way. How to stop them, how to get to an Aaron Rodgers. Okay? And the guy that has to make the difference, folks. He has to. Any way you want to cut it, anything. Believe what I'm telling you. You better have a quarterback. He's the guy that has to make it happen. He's the guy. He's the guy that's got to convert on third down. Why? You keep the drive alive. You eat up the clock. You keep the other team's offense off the field. And you score points. That's what it's all about. Those four people. That's how you win championships. We were five of fifteen on third down today. Thirty-three percent ain't good enough. Let's let's rate him. Real That's quick. every game, okay. every year, Dan. Okay, offensive coordinator today. I give him a D minus. We were able to actually get a little something going, and we were in the game, so I wouldn't give him an F. Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator. I give him a D. He never figured out how to stop the bootleg until the quarterback broke his ankle. Quarterback, I'll give him a C, mainly because he was tough and he finished the game and he never quit. And so what does Eberflus get? He gets a D, too. Well, you just backed up what I said. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did, Dan. <laughs> you just backed up what I said. Those are the four things that got to happen. You get those four things going right, folks. You're going to be heading for a championship. I'll guarantee it. All right, if you're on hold, please stay there. We'll get to you right after the news. Hampton OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose today 20-12 to to the New York Giants. Much more of our postgame show there, coming callers. up in just a moment here. Chevy dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Richie James will have a shot from the 30. Ball comes out, and the Bears say that they have it, and it's squirted free. Let's see who gets it. 
Chevy will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That our player of the game, the defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and Chevy Drive Chicago. Dot com. Andy Mazer back here with the guys as we uh, take your phone calls, 312-981-7200. We're also going to tell you about who brought it today, sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. And uh, I think we agreed in the in the break there that the the honey or the money badger, Mike Badgley, the yeah, kicker, kicker off the scrap heap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring him in and he uh he goes four for four, keeping us in the game. Unbelievable. All right, 312-981-7200. That is our telephone number. Back out to uh, you, the fans, and we'll welcome in Mark from Longview. Mark, you're on with Happen OB. Hey, guys. Uh, I just two things about the coaching today. We got outcoached offensively, defensively. No question uh, about it. Justin Fields, we saw it last year, him staring at the sky. Why aren't they showing him pictures of the defense? Why aren't they talking about his footwork, staring down the receivers? I could see it as a fan. And there's no coaching talking to this guy about any of that. And the defense, we had no answer. Our pants were around our ankles the whole day. Mark, let me tell you right now, that was those were good words. Let me tell you who who said it this past week. Dick Butkus came into town for some several appearances and et cetera. So Dick called me up and we're talking. And the first thing, Mike, you're, the first thing out of his mouth was, he says. What is it? He said, our quarterbacks come off, they sit at the bench, and they stare up into the sky. He, he's, Dick's asking me, why aren't those coaches next to him with the tablet or with stats and sitting down and going over that? And that was last year, and that was again this year. I, if I said it once, I couldn't tell you how many times, Mike, I've said exactly what you said. And here, Dick Butkus, he called me this past week, and that was the first thing out of his mouth. He said, why doesn't anybody sit down with this kid and go over the previous set of downs or try to adjust whatever? He said, nobody sits with him. What, what is that, Ed? I said, I don't have an answer for you. And you, you've said this for three, five years. You go, yes, I have. look at it, Dan. Look, look, look. But you know what? Did you see on the sideline, third quarter, Brian Dable, the head coach, he's not the offense coordinator, but you know he's the the mind behind the mind because he was From the, the guy, Giants. He was the guy I was saying a year ago, that's who I wanted as our head coach. But he's a smart guy. And he was over there with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones, and he was going through some kind of a sequence saying, you get it, you understand, you understand. Nobody does it with our quarterback. Zero. Never. Mark, that was a good call that you picked up on it. And just what I said, not to double talk here or whatever. Even that's Butkus what, can that see that. That was Dick Butkus. <laughs> that was his first question. Believe me when I'm telling you, this past week when he called me, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Why doesn't anybody sit with this kid and go over the previous set of downs and what's going on? I said, Dick, I don't have an answer. I've been saying that for years. Oh, try I don't get it. Trevor Simeon was over there yeah. kind of trying to make small talk at one point. What's that going to do? Yeah, well, it was a game, set, match by that time. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Jim now in Aurora. Jim, you're on with Happen OB. How you doing? Very good. Dan, Ed, you guys just both nailed it, that the offensive creativity, we're going backwards, and that last oh. play sums it up. <laughs> you Six backwards passes going backwards – when I thought they were lining up for the Hail Mary three times, they never even got it downfield once. Um, was that a metaphor for this offense? <laughs> Six no, that, I, 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 told, I told the producer earlier that this, 
that last play is going to be the the uh, symbol of the team's offense for the rest of the year. They're going backwards. Well, I'm going to tell you that who's got to come into question here. There's got to be some reporter in this town that certainly understands this game. And when they have a press conference and, and Getsy gets up there, there's there's just basic questions that are just absolutely blowing up in his face that somebody's got to ask him. And you know, we, you don't we, need, we don't need a smart remark from him. We need an honest answer, and we need an honest answer from Everflus. Are you kidding yeah, me? I mean, I mean, they lined they lined up three times on that last drive, and they never got the ball downfield once. Not once, and they could have gone max protect with two receivers out. Do the math, folks. You could have eight people, you know, blocking two guys going downfield and one throwing it, and you buy time. You know what? And Jim, you know what? Right before the half, we had red zone on in the uh, uh, team room that we were watching. And I was watching it, two different teams with like 17 seconds left in the game, you know, going back and giving it to Heave Ho. Twice somebody made an interference call and they ran down the field and had a chance, you know, to throw it into the end zone. We didn't do it last week. We didn't do it this week. How many times have I said that? How many times? Even just before the half. Throw the ball (laughs) down the field. What could happen? He could maybe catch the damn thing. Okay, it could be interference. A half or the game can't end on a penalty. And we don't even try it. But, but well, we don't want to waste our downs for that. we got to wait until we can have the sixth uh, uh, backward pass play. That was the one that ended. Well, I'll tell you what. The other 59 minutes prior to that, why defensively there were no adjustments, Danny? That, to me, sinful. That, that sinful is correct. I'm going to tell you what. How can you not bootleg after boot? And they kept running it. And you know why they kept running it? Because they couldn't stop it. And if they can't stop it, keep running it. We did nothing. And this bum, Daniel Jones, runs two touchdowns in, one for 12 yards, one for seven. Nobody touches him. Untouched. Kaz is joining us now as well. So, uh, Kaz, welcome in. Uh, Bears lose 20-12. to And uh, you're probably as frustrated as we are. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it differently from the standpoint of the fact that we don't have a lot of talent, guys, and especially on the offensive side. We're trying to develop a quarterback that I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback or not. He shows flashes, but we've got to be realistic about it. How much can he do, and, and how good is he? And right now they're trying to develop him. What is this, a second system now in a short period of time? So. Look, they play good defense. We can, you know, applaud them there, except for, you know, guys go untouched, right, like we're talking about. Um, we got to be realistic. This is a rebuild, and that's what we're staring at. The fact that we started 2-1, and one, oh, it's all great, but let's, let's keep our, uh, you know, we, we just got to recognize that it's going to take time. I, I you're, you're, you're right. you got to keep perspective. 2-2 two and two isn't the end of the world, but, but. But all that being said, Justin Fields has now started 14 games. He's been sacked 52 times and hit about 3,000. So whatever they think they're doing with him or how they're trying to you know, attack off, uh, defenses with him, he's getting attacked. We've got to do – you know, Lou Holtz used to say, it's hard to remember when you're up to your chest in water that the first thing was to drain the swamp, Right. Well, right. we, yep. the drain is one. We've got to get better in protection. And if if these guys, I mean, 
you're going to get your your so-called franchise quarterback put in the hospital if we don't get better in a hurry. Yes, and Ed, you know, listen, both you and Dan have won Super Bowls. Ed, it was a world championship. Same thing. You win up front, right? I mean, let's be honest. And we're not very good up front on the offensive line. They've thrown it together. But the truth of the matter is, I'm, you know, can you figure out why he's throwing at these weird angles right now, Justin Fields? Because he doesn't have to, but he's trying to throw at different angles. Anybody notice that today? Well, I, and you know what it is? It's he wants to get on TikTok and look like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm just telling you. Don't you think I that's what, what it is? is? But you get my point, right? Yeah. How do yeah. you get him from not doing that? Because when you stop doing that and you coaching. become who you are, you could be good. Maybe. Now there was one time with the blitzer in his face, he adjusted. And Moose Johnson made a point that he did a good job of getting the ball out to uh, Cole Komet. But you don't have to do it unless you have to. You know, just yeah, threw, it, it's, at it, the end of the game, he threw that little weird, uh, you know, check down to Komet that got minus one yard or whatever it was. And there was no reason for him to sidearm it. And I'm just going, who's sitting this kid down and saying, look. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna figure out what you do well, which we're still. You know, I mean, look, he has a lot of skills, but how can uh, you know? How can uh, the Giants run the ball, run the ball, and then have their uh, quarterback run it in two times? And we don't. Ha- we have a kid that can really run the ball, and we don't. We don't figure out how to get him into the end zone. Deep ball for Mooney. It'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. That connection right there feels to Mooney. And our hardest working player of the game, sponsored by the Fair Plumber. Finally, quality plumbing made affordable. Visit FairPlumber.com. And Justin Fields took all kinds of hits today and uh, ended up coming out of it uh, okay for the Bears. And uh, he did a nice job. We're going to give him the, we're going to give him that award. Well, which comes comes to this point. Okay, there's there's a million things we could say about this game. Whichever way you want to go with it, roll with it. Okay, the thing that that I saw throughout four quarters was by this coaching staff the failure to make adjustments offensively and defensively. That should be somebody should be right then and there, right next to Eberflus, whoever or Getzey or what whatever whoever on defensively. They should be there to make adjustments on the move. Make adjustments on the move. And the other thing that I'd love to see, which I mentioned last week, when you're a struggling team, especially offensively, folks, there's things that you can do. You can go with an unbalanced line, stronger week. Excuse me. How about a hurry-up offense with no huddle? How about that for a little bit of difference? Try to catch the defense off guard and fire the ball down to Mooney downfield. No huddle. Hurry up offense. Offset the line. Stronger week. There's things that you can do and when you're struggling and we don't do. And it's the fourth game and I don't want to hear, well, we got, you know, we got to do this and, you know, there's a young coaching staff. There's 17 games. You better have it right before you even play the first game. There's not 162 to figure it out. My God. Let's not be making excuses for these guys. Sometimes things are what they are. You know, OB makes a great point, Cause, in the sense that 
Justin Fields still looks like he has not grasped the idea of pre-snap reads and has like any real good feeling about where the ball needs to go. Remember a week ago I told you that Tom Brady said at the snap of the ball, I know where I'm throwing the ball. Well, rather than let the defense have that you know that advantage you why dictate. wouldn't we go hurry up like you said yeah, hurry and then up. we press the issue and make us the aggressor not the one that has to read what do you think 100% and that is something that they can do and they should do and you see it throughout every level of football when teams do do that they wear down the other team because now you can't make replacements. You can't get your, uh, you know, your nickel back or dime back in. You can't adjust defensively because the eleven stay on the field. You go, you go, you go, and that takes a little preparation and that takes some understanding of how you want to attack with the talent you have. We don't have great talent. Let's, you know, look. Anybody that says differently, well, we're lying to ourselves. But what we do have are guys that are playing hard, and so. Let's try to put them in the best positions to win the game and figure out how to minimize reads for our young rookie. You know, again, he's, he, you know, 14 games. He still hasn't finished a full season, but let's minimize his thought process and just understand play to play to play and that the defense isn't going to be able to change much because you're not taking anybody in and out of the, in and out of the game. And it really, puts the defense on uh, tilt, right? You you know, two of the best defensive players to ever play for the Bears. Would you not agree if a team just keeps going and going and going? You don't have a chance to adjust. You just got to rush and rush and keep going. Absolutely. Well, Makes perfect sense. Just what, absolutely, Glenn. But what I'm telling you, the, the failure, okay, to make adjustments, that's, that's what really struck me today. For, come on, there were things that could have been done. And then go with the hurry-up offense. F- folks, with no huddle, all of a sudden you don't know the mistakes. The defense, they call audibles too on pass coverage or if it's a blitzer, call it on or off. Sometimes communication gets screwed up. Why don't we go to it? Why don't we go again? And I hope I, I know I'm double-talking here, but damn it, this you want to win a football game, we're struggling here. Give these kids something to do. Give them something to play with. Give Fields a chance to go with a no huddle. Let's see what he can do. All right. yeah, My so, God, we played four games and and our offense stinks. All right, let's back. It, uh, does, it does stink, but I will say this, guys. Ed, you're right, and really, what it comes down to is creating four or five, six plays in a row that you exactly. Just run. And then you, you know, the next series you have those four or five. If you get into a little rhythm, then you jump right into it again. All right, we've got about a minute left before we have to take a uh, time out before news. I want to sneak in at least one more call here. Let's go out to uh, Mike in Chicago. Mike, you're on with Happen OB. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I want to ask, doesn't it seem like the worst pass protection since that game against the Giant 10, 12 years ago? Jay Cutler got sacked nine times in the first half, and they used uh, Chris Williams as a turnstile? Pretty much, you know, it, was, it wasn't as bad as Cleveland was a year ago. But when your quarterback takes six sacks, your chances of winning are about 6%. And it's, it is what it is. And until the protection gets improved, and what I'm talking about individually, then you're going to have to start keeping some people in. And you know what? Five ain't enough, six ain't enough, seven. Then you, you got to keep, you got to protect your QB. 
Hey, Mike, thanks for holding out. We appreciate it for your uh, for your efforts there. We're going to get you a $50 gift card to Mel's Craft Barbecue in Park Ridge. It's awesome. It's simply the best barbecue you'll ever eat. We can vouch for that, especially with the uh, the turkey today. The turkey was oh. off the charts. Oh, unbelievably good. It was good. almost as big a turkey as our game plan. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that game plan wasn't good. And you're right, Dan. I mean, there's ways to combat teams that are bringing it hard at you what about little screens what about quick passes i mean there's so much you can do and no huddle glenn yeah i know when they're they're firing on you get right up to that line and and take that thing away from them we can't even figure that out all right guys we've got to take a break here for uh just before news and we'll uh, take more phone calls as well at the 312-981-7200 guys we appreciate you we love you thank you so much for your genius intellect you got it. I got zero genius, but I can tell you that I know what smells bad, and there's a way to fix what smells bad. They just got to do it. But we, we don't have a lot of talent. So you guys have a great uh, rest of the show. Thanks, Cos. All right, Cos. See you Thanks, later. Guys. All right. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. They're bringing pressure again. It's a screen. It's Herbert. Khalil Herbert. He's going to get a first down on third and 20. The And our play of the game sponsored by Good Foods. Game day as Guac Day Bears fans enter to win amazing prizes at gamedayasguacday.com. Good Foods is available at Jewel Osco. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com. Guys are here. The Bears lost 20 to 12 today. We've got a bunch of people waiting to get on the line here. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's uh, get some folks that have been waiting for quite some time. Steve in Elk Grove, you are on with Happen OB. Thank you. Thank you. I want to make a few comments. And agree that uh, I agree with Dan and OB that they don't make adjustments. Furthermore, the coaches have no sense of urgency. They don't have uh, any uh, intensity. They, they should all fire each other. And why is it on third and long before the half, they, third and long, they throw a short pass? That doesn't make sense. I got so upset that at halftime, I went out to mow the lawn and uh, Fields is no better than Trubisky, in my opinion. And finally, I think your radio show oftentimes is more interesting than the game itself. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, Steve. And, and you know what? Uh, we're waiting and praying for the day where that may not be the case. But, you know, here's the thing. We were just talking before we came back on air, and OB goes, hey, Hamp, don't you agree? This is on the coaches. And... Not so much the initial game plan, but the f- the fact they had no answers, no adjustments. Bingo, Danny. That's it. There you go. What the hell are you there to coach for? And that's what they – hey, everybody's got to look in the mirror after every game. Whether you made 18 tackles and, and defense – no, you look in the mirror and say, did I do everything I could? Same thing with the coaches. they got to look in the mirror. Good call, Stevie. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. John's calling us here from Chicago. John, you're on with Happen OB. Hi, how are you guys? Um, you know, just some comments uh, after listening and stuff. And uh, I know the talent is not there yet for the Bears the way they want it. Uh, they got a long ways to go. If you look at their offensive, you know, positions, there's not many guys that could even be near all pro. Same with defense. There's a few. There's a few good ones there, but they work. I thought pretty well together. Um, the the things that I that I didn't care for in the game and was mentioned is uh, adjustments to their offense and they're running a balanced line. They got 
They got uh, guard tackle uh, and two tight ends to one side. Uh, it's it, you got to adjust to that because that's the side where they're bootlegging to. He could have ran. He could have done anything. If they had a receiver coming across, he would have hit him too. And they did not make quick adjustments to that, and that hurt them because they they ran it that way. Uh, they must have saw something in their defense that they never adjusted, and they finally uh, the way it is. I, I agree with the. Why don't they try a no huddle? It's not going to hurt because it's not helping going through the procedures they're doing. Um, I think that would be good. Uh, I, I, they, they didn't know how to do certain things offensively and defensively. And I know we could blame coaches. You know, I was coached for 38 years, and they're easy to blame and pick on. But, um, you know, at that level, you've got to do the right things. I mean, it's just uh, I wish something would happen. But they don't have the talent to be going. They're not going to any playoffs. they got to build. And uh, I still think Fields is a guy who's been in college, and I think he could be two different administrations. I think he could be. Uh, they need more talent at receiver. There's no doubt about that. You know, they're not using Komet much at all this year. That's another thing. You know, tight ends are very valuable. You look at the best, uh, you know, I'm watching a Packer game now. They, they, they use everything. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers could do anything. He's Fields is not Aaron Rodgers. So that's just my comments, and I don't know. What are your thoughts, guys? All right, Johnny, I'll tell you what. No, you're, I like your thoughts. The, you know, your your thoughts were from – you went the whole spectacle, <laughs> basically offensively, you know, how you could do a little bit better, and I, and I appreciate it. And I, John, it was, just, it was a good call. Kind of agree with you, buddy. Well, and it kind of goes back to the point I made about 40 minutes ago, which is Luke Getze, who, when you're hired as an NFL offensive coordinator, you're a genius. You're, I mean, there's only 32 jobs in the world, okay, of 8 billion people. You're one of 32. Why can't you figure this out? And last time I checked, we don't have Aaron Rodgers. Quit trying to make Justin Fields make reads and run the offense like Aaron Rodgers. He's not capable yet, yet. Do what he can do best until those days come. All right, back to the phone lines we go. And uh, Dave has been waiting patiently as well in uh, South Florida. Dave, you're on with Happen OB. Hey, guys. Uh, I, I just want to say uh, I want to echo the thoughts of the previous caller. You guys are the most entertaining part of my Sunday. If I if the Bears were to lose the Bears were to lose the rest of the games of the year, I, I'm still tuning in because you guys have the point on analysis and correct analysis, and I just want to get into time management. I don't know if you guys noticed, but right before half, uh, it was about a minute or so left in the game, and the Giants had the ball. And, and Eberflus called timeout. Yes, yes. <laughs> I that that I got up out of my seat. I shouted at the TV. I'm like, what is this clown doing? This guy's calling timeouts for the On Giants third offense. and short. On third and short, which yes. is almost, you know, 85%, you know, likely they're going to make it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is not a cop. This is not, uh, this is not high school. This is not college. This is the NFL. And that stands for not, not for long if you keep doing these type of blunders on coaching, on time management, on game time adjustments. Why did we go away from the screen? When they were blitzing and getting pressure in field space, a couple of those screens broke out from 15, 20-yard uh, games, we should have kept on screening them to death like they were doing the 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 uh, 
the quarterback keeper and the quarterback around the end. We should have kept doing the same thing that they were doing to us. Dave, you're exactly right. In fact, when we came back on air the second hour, the play of the game was a 23-yard screen to Khalil Herbert. And yet, we don't go to it again. We, you know, and, but back to commit. You guys, we were talking about tight ends. I want this kid to be a great player. I want. I know he's from Arlington Heights or whatever. Hey, great. But you know what? He slips. He, he doesn't catch the ball. I, I saw uh, a linebacker, you know, you know, ragdoll him on a uh, a run block. He's he's got to get better. I don't know what 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 if he's if he's you know thinking he's he's uh, established and he's it and all that. No. Hey, this kid, he better he better look in the mirror. Well, I can tell you. Well, that okay, Danny. I understand what you're saying. But also, get him in the game plan. Get him in the game plan. He's not in the game plan. We don't go to our tight ends. Utilize the kid. He's 6'5". He weighs about 260. He can run. There's a lot of things this guy could do. Get him in the game. Get him in the rhythm. And before we go any further, I want to say a quick shout-out to Bob and Helene. They're people that I see about two, three times. I see them in this restaurant I go to, and they're wonderful, and they listen to us all the time. So I just want to give them a big shout-out. And, qu- and a shout-out to all you folks, Bear fans in South Florida. Our hearts are with you. We're, you know, we're praying for you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave, for the call. We appreciate it. We'll get back to more of your calls in just a moment here. 312-981-7200. Hang in there. Habit will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hey, he's back. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic is back. For all your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at JeffVuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. Back with more in a moment on WGN. Who said the past was worried? Well, the numbers It's not that good. I mean, numbers don't matter, I don't think, in my opinion. But, you know... As long as we win, like I said, that's, that's all I care about. Well, those right there are the words of quarterback Justin Fields when he was pressed by the press after the game saying, what's wrong with the passing offense? And he said, I don't, I don't understand the question, basically. And the reporter said, the numbers are telling us that. He goes, the numbers don't mean anything. Uh, my eyes mean something, and I think that uh, I think a lot of Bears fans are thinking to themselves, "Okay, there, there's something wrong with the uh, with the passing game right now." You mean Fields? Fields just said that. Yeah. Don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. He, don't, he doesn't need to be contentious like that. Yeah, he doesn't. No. I mean, I get it. I, after the game, I mean, it's it's heat of the moment stuff, but at the same time, it, it's hard to argue against those numbers. Now, he was ten of twenty-one for 163 yards. He was sacked six times for 19 yards in losses. That net you a buck 44 today today on all the website betting spots the over under on his passing yards was 147.5 net net yards 148 or, 148.5 okay. yeah oh, oh okay which was the all-time low in in the history of quarterback yardage betting and he didn't he was under he didn't get to it so for him to act like that is an inappropriate question to, to be asked why the offensive passing game isn't very good tells me you know either he's really disconnected or you know he's got a little chip on his shoulder and he needs to kind of get away from both of those you know the the, the reason why i think dan and i are, are go the way we go uh andy and, mm-hmm. and to our listeners is that Okay, and I and I've said this, and and I, I you you've got to understand this game. You don't have time. Okay, this isn't a time game. 
okay? You're, you go to your offseason. You know you have all your different mini camps, your drafts, your this, your that. But you only play 17 games that count. 17. You can't, well, the first quarter of the season we didn't, but I think the second quarter of the season, you know, we're going to do a little bit better. No! you got to be ready to go from the opening play, whether it's offense or defense. You've got to be sound. Your people have to understand. They have to have the knowledge, and you have to work hard in practice to get this thing down. Again, why you don't have a hundred and some, ninety some games. I don't know how many times I could say it and say, well, we'll get to it later or we'll get this. Well, we made a mistake. We'll work on fixing it. We'll do this. The hell you do. You should have had it fixed before. And again, for us to run in, this is the fourth game. And for us, this offense, to run into a wall again in the passing game from quarter to quarter to quarter in the fourth game, and we have no adjustments. We don't know how to go to a hurry-up offense. We don't know how to go to an offset line. Come on. BBB Trusted Review, sponsored by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. I think maybe that Justin Fields, after some time to think about it, might want to review those comments that he made there. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We've had a lot of people waiting patiently here. And having a chip on your shoulder is not a bad thing. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing in the sense that you you want to you know do something to earn to have a chip on your shoulder. There you go. You know, and I'm just saying, the New York Jets were recognized as the worst franchise in football going into this season, and everybody was mocking their coach Robert Sala. And he said, I'm making a list. I'm keeping track. And everybody laughs at, oh, yeah, right. He's won the last two games. He had a chip on his shoulder. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number. Fans uh, jamming the lines here. Let's get out to uh, Dallas, Texas, and welcome in John. John, you're on I'm with Happen OB. Hey, enjoying you guys. Just got three quick points. First of all, if you look at the third down, they was on the, in the red zone four times. On third and fourteen, on, on the fourteen yard line, third and three, they don't even throw to the end zone. No, yeah, absolutely. They, even either time in the red zone, did they give Fields a chance to throw for a touchdown? How are you going to score? Listen, I don't mean any harm. We got to lighten up on our quarterback. He's a he's a good quarterback. They killing him. They're not even protecting him. And some of the throws out of his twenty one attempts. They weren't even for four yards. What, what happened to the slant patterns on the blitz? Why we ain't, why we not using the, the, the tight end to go across the middle to catch while they trying to blitz? We don't. We do no slant patterns. We don't throw to our running backs over the middle. We don't do anything on the blitz. I'll hang up here what you guys got to say. Right. Thanks, John. Hey, John, you you brought up questions and you answered your own questions. <laughs> yeah. well, I, We're saying nice the same job. damn thing. John, some good points. Number one, I don't. whatever happened to the quick slant? That was the Aaron Rodgers bread and butter. That's what he kills us with. We don't throw the quick slant. Why? Oh, maybe it's because our offensive linemen are being thrown back in the quarterback's face and he's, he can't get the ball over him. Maybe that's it. But here's the thing. At the beginning of the third quarter, there was a graphic in the red zone this year. In the red zone, that's inside the 20-yard line, going in for hopefully a touchdown. Our run-pass ratio was 18 runs, one pass. That's crazy. It wasn't the the pass 
the first time this year they were in the red zone. I think they've, I think they've run 18 or 19 now straight times. Well, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> you should be locked up. I mean, I mean, I'm they, this, this, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? That that's that that stat is unbelievable. It's like, what was it again, Dan? Eighteen runs and one pass in the red, in the zone. red zone thus far through three and a half games. Now, I, I don't know what it was today. I think it's probably twenty-two runs and maybe one or two passes. I don't. I mean, maybe we threw it in the end zone. I can't remember. I don't think so. All right, Dave and Montgomery have been waiting a long time as well. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, whatever Hang happened on, to the fade in the end zone? You know what? Tom Brady, let me tell you a story real quick, folks. About three years ago, the Bears went up to New England to scrimmage. And I was talking to a guy that was there at the practice. And he said the Bears in New England, they scrimmaged. And then when everybody broke at the end of practice, all the Bears went inside. And yet, Tom Brady and Gronk went to the other end of the field and they threw 20 right. passes on the right side on the fade and 20 passes on the left side on the fade after practice, after they've been in countless Super Bowls. Why aren't why, – I'm just saying, hey, wake up, wake up. All right, Dave, we got about a minute for you here from Montgomery. Dave, you've been waiting patiently. We appreciate it. You're on with Happen OB. Yeah, just real quick, guys. I listen to you every week. I never, ever miss your show for the last like, five years. I mean, it's fantastic. But what I do, I just wanted to tell you what I do. You had a caller about four or five callers ago. You, your show is very great, but when you guys get off at noon, you know what I do? I go out and start my lawnmower, and I, I cut the grass. I get done about 3.15, and when you guys are coming back on, I put you back on. And, and since I don't watch the Bears anymore, my blood pressure has gone down. I'm feeling better. I'm happy and everything and what i do if i want to watch football at 3 30 i put the packers on without the sound listen to you guys and i'll tell you i've never been healthier just wanted to let you know you're doing a great job and thanks for getting me feeling better i really do appreciate it thanks dave well thanks dave but dan and i are probably gonna <laughs> and now buy you a mower and now you can start mowing around the yards of the neighborhood make we, some extra cash we can, get, we can get ourselves some vacuums here we can vacuum the hallways while the while the game is yeah. on maybe that will work right all right, we're going to take a break for news here, and then we'll get back to more of our phone calls at 312-981. Stay in there. 7200 is the number. The Bears lose to the New York Giants 20-12, to the final score out in the Meadowlands here today. More of the Happen OB postgame show coming up in just a moment. Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. And this bum, Daniel Jones, runs two touchdowns in, one for 12 yards, one for seven. Nobody touches it. <laughs> Time now for our Muller's Auto Group game-changing moment. And uh, that was a show-changing moment right there. And very accurate on the behalf of Dan Hampton about Daniel Jones running for a couple of touchdowns in the Giants' 20-12 to win over the Chicago Bears today. So the Bears fall to 2-2. and And uh, coming up next on the schedule will be the Vikings uh, in Minnesota. Next week, the Vikings got a win today after New Orleans double-doinked one at the, at the buzzer from 61 yards out. So that's what's coming up. All right, what's coming up here is more of your phone calls at 312-981-7200. A lot of folks have been very patient today. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Amit from Orland Park, you are up on the Happen Obi Show. Yeah, hey, hey guys. I, I want to know um, how come the uh, Bears never won again the red zone? This is for all these years. 
how come they never throw the ball to the tight end, like throw a jump ball pass or do any of that type of stuff? They're always trying to dink and dunk and run the ball when they shouldn't. Like it seems like all the even bad teams like Detroit can do that, and the Bears still haven't figured that out no matter who the coach or quarterback is. Well, again, it's a combination of the fact that they don't have confidence in doing that, evidently. You know, and I, I just spoke of how Tom Brady and Gronkowski would work after practice to make, you know, the timings possible for them to be exquisite at, at that very play. Evidently, we're not doing it enough. We're not practicing it enough. And uh, if you don't do it enough or you do it well enough, you're not going to have confidence in, in, in that aspect. So, you know, it's, 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 it's maddening, but it is a huge part of the offense that we are leaving untouched. Capital B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. I just realized something, too. Eddie Jackson had a pick today, and they lost for the first time ever. Was it 12-1 and one now? Something like that. Yeah, because Eddie Jackson had a had a nice pick, and they hadn't lost. Yeah, and, and you know what? That was Eddie Jackson's yeah, best play one. in three years. I mean, it was a beautiful interception, just fantastic. And and I said, here, we're on our way. Here we go. Well, not so fast. Yeah, 20-12 to 12 again, the final Giants over the Bears. 312-981-7200. Scott in Arlington Heights, you are up next on the Happen OB Show. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Dan, before I get to my comments, I just wanted to share a story with you. Um, in the early 80s and all, probably through the 90s, my dad used to take us up to Platteville to see you guys uh, at training camp. And uh, those were the days where we, we had a lot of access to the players, yourself included. And there was one, there was one day where uh, you kind of sauntered out of the dorm a little bit late for practice. And you came up to my dad, who was driving a very unique Bears van. You probably don't remember, but uh, we gave you a ride to the practice field. And that really made my dad's day and actually made his, his whole life. He told that story uh, his entire life. So just wanted to, yeah, like I said, you probably don't remember. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, just, you, uh, he, he, had a very, he, put, he actually put a plaque on the, the passenger side door uh, commemorating the moment. So I uh, just wanted to share that. Uh, so um, my, my comment is of... Uh, regarding Justin Fields and uh, the people I watch the games with are so frustrated with me because every time he throws the ball, I shout out. He never hits his receivers in stride. And they always need to either have to you know, stop or come back to the ball. I know certain routes are designed like that, but it seems like today there was a, there was a, a go route where the, the receiver had to come back for the ball. And, you know, it looked like he had a you know, fishnet, rubberneck over, the, over the, the defender's head. Now, is that because of his inability to get the ball um, – his arm strength or just that he's not reading the receiver um his ability to read the receiver uh, through the defense and I, i'm just i'm confused and it's frustrating because it seems yeah. like every other quarterback can do that except uh justin and and i want him to hit that so we can break those big runs because we haven't done that yet this year and that is a component of the offense that i think luke getzey is not even you know reaching for so much of the time the 49ers and miami they run so much motion before the snap that the quarterback has a great tell of whether it's going to be zone or man. And it looks to me like even after the ball is snapped, Justin Fields is still struggling with identifying what the coverage really is. And if it's in zone, obviously the receiver tries to find a hole and sit down. In man, they have to run away from the coverage. And yet, Justin hasn't been able to identify the difference. Now, does that mean 
they're not working on it enough in practice? Does that mean that Justin Fields is not capable? I don't know what it is. But to play in this league, to improve, to be better, they've got to figure that out. And they got to get better at it this week if they think they're going to have a chance at getting this passing game off the ground, Obi, It never should have came to this, Dan. Never. Never should have came to this. During that entire offseason, they had an entire offseason. They had to whole, put a whole new coaching staff together. And I tell you what, it should be going a little bit smoother than what's happening. And, and, and again, I'll say it again. I'm not going to put this on the players. Players are going to make mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're the head coach and you're making what? Eight, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty million dollars. You got offensive and defensive coordinators making five, seven million, two million, three million. You're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for coaches. For God's sakes, and we can't even convert on third down, third down, let alone put a drive together, let alone to score a touchdown. There's something wrong in River City. 312-981-7200. A lot of folks still waiting to get on the line. Let's get through some of these as we uh, can here. Joe and LaGrange, you are up next with Happen OB. How you doing? Joe. Uh, I'm just getting really frustrated. I'll be 62. I've watched the Bears a long time. It just seems like we get the same plan since 85. Nothing's gotten better. 85 was the best. And there's no improvement. The, the, that last play reminds me of the entire season as long as they've been playing since then. They, they're, they're not, they have no clue. The team is going nowhere. And, you know, I think we should stop talking about a new stadium and this and that without putting together a team. It, it's just ridiculous. Well, they're, they're a joke. You know, I, I, the way I like to compare teams is to say, okay, who's, who's the best team in football? Uh, you want to say Kansas City or, or Tampa Bay or, or Buffalo, whoever. How many of our, our guys could start – for the Buffalo Bills right now today, how many? How many? Not many. I I I I'd be hard pressed to find one, or maybe two. I'm I'm just saying, how many could start on our '85 team? I I don't know if anybody on this team that could start on our team. I'm just saying, yeah. We've got to find better talent. That's that's why Ryan Pace was given the door, but. Ultimately, look at, think about this. When we knocked out Tyrod Taylor and, and Kyler Gordon made the hit of the game and f- knocked the ball out and knocked him out of the game and Daniel Jones was on one leg, they go to a Wildcat. It was the SEC. And yet the first play they ran for 12 yards. We had no answer. We, I mean, it's almost like we are not prepared. I don't know. And that's why OB is saying this is on the coaches. There's no question about it. And, and like, again, and I, I can't say this enough, folks. It, it, what, so sometimes I, maybe I get a little overcritical, too critical, whatever. I really don't give a darn. But anyway, you have 17 games. I can't say it enough. Everything that they're talking about from week to week after a loss or whatever this is, that should have been done in April. That should have been done in June. That should have been done in July. That should have been done in August and September. Not now. Everything's gone out. And we're not here to come in second or be another losing season and another also-rans by incompetence. And boy, I'll tell you what, 
It was rampant today, Danny. And again, I'm going to staple this one right on Eberflus's forehead. This was a coaching failure today. Make no mistake about it. Like my friend Wick says, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And how do you have a good time? You win. You do things right, and you win. All right, we're going to take a time out here, get back to more of the phones. No, it's we're a, not ready yet. 312 I, I know how to time manage. That, that's, that's one thing I know how to do. Maybe better than Coach Eberflus, but whatever. Uh, Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hey, football fans, Elban. You want to win a football game? We're struggling here. Give these kids something to do. Give them something to play with. Give Fields a chance to go with a no-huddle. Let's see what he can do. All right. yeah, My no, God, no, we played four games, and, and our offense stinks. All right, guys, before we get back to the phones, Chicago Tribune says that Mel's Craft Barbecue has the best brisket in the state. They do. Mel's is perfect for watching your favorite team and enjoying brisket, pulled pork, turkey, or baby backs. Mel's has everything from the barbecue fanatic, plus a full bar featuring over 60 bourbons. If you can't make it to Mel's, call Mel's Barbecue and ask about their catering options. The only thing better than football is football with Mel's Craft Barbecue, like we experience every Sunday. Mel's Craft Barbecue on Main Street and Park Ridge, across from the Metro Stop, or visit Mel'sBBQ.com. All right, Bears lose 20-12 to 12 to the New York Giants. A lot of folks have a lot of opinions on things, not just us here in this room, but uh, fans out there as well. Let's go out to Matt on the south side. Matt, you're on with Happen OB. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good. Good. Hey, so a uh, quick question and then a couple comments, if you don't mind. Um, does talent in the NFL matter? Does talent matter? Does talent matter? Absolutely. Absolutely. If it ain't one, it's two. That's what we're. That's and that's it. That you could, we could talk till the cows come home uh, as to what's wrong with this team, but it comes down to one thing: we are deplete of talent, and that's uh, uh, and sadly because of the, the the mismanagement of this organization. That's actually by design because this is the I don't know how many regimes we've gone through that have had to hit the reset button and and get rid of whatever little bit of talent that they were able to accumulate over there failed five years, and and we're, we've hit the reset button. We're going to drive ourselves mad if we nitpick game to game. The fact is, there's no offensive line. there, And then the one guy that we have that's half decent went out in the middle of the game. I'm not making excuses. I'm just pointing out the facts. They, their backups, if, if we can't find starters that would play for, I think you mentioned Buffalo, uh, you mentioned Tampa, you mentioned Kansas City, our, if, if our starters wouldn't start for those teams, our backups wouldn't even make the cut for any other team's 53. We just don't have the horses. I, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm frustrated, but I won't get myself all riled up week in and week out. We, we, we're letting the McCaskies hit the reset button again. We let Ted Phillips hit the reset button again. We're, they went out. They went and got another first-time head coach. They went and got another first-time general manager. We've got a young quarterback. I don't know if he's good. If I had to bet right now, I'd say probably not just because of who drafted him. But all we have, the only thing that we have is to give them time. There was no way, zero chance, no matter how much practice or how much effort, that they were going to have a winning season this year because they don't have the horses. No matter how wound up we get, it isn't going to change that fact. Okay, well, listen, first off, yeah, it'd be easy to say, oh, well, we're just going to go through the motions and, um, you know, see what happens. No, 
The Cincinnati Bengals played in the Super Bowl last year. The Cincinnati Bengals were left for dead when last season started. They had won four games the prior season. And yeah, they got a special quarterback and a couple of special receivers. That's about it. And yet, they they believed they came together with superior coaching schematics Bingo. and motivation. They went through everybody in the playoffs. Nobody gave them a chance. They did it. It's possible. That is why we're going to hold this team, this coaching staff, this organization to a higher standard and not call the season off. Yeah, Matt, we just we just finished the fourth game. And and we half the time we look like helter skelter out there. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we want to accomplish, whether it's third down and one or third down and 12, third down and eight. Every play they seem to call is the wrong play, and it's happening quarter after quarter and game after game. And, and, I'm, and again, I'm not putting it on the players. I'm putting this on his coaching staff. Boy, the adjustments that they could have made today to actually win this football game and never went to them. I mentioned them earlier, not sense about going over it again. There's a lot of things that they could have done. Obviously, it wasn't in their playbook. I'll squeeze in as many calls as we can here before we get to the uh, top of the hour, and we'll welcome in Chris from Florida. Chris, you're on with Happen OB. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Okay. Good, Chris. I'm, uh, I'm 76 as of yesterday. I've been following you since the 60s. I'm even a Vietnam veteran listening to you guys overseas. Beautiful. But anyhow, my comment is Justin Fields still thinks he's at Ohio State. He hands it off. He throws the ball three or four times every quarter, and that's it. And he can't do anything else. Well, Chris, and that's my comment. Chris, well, let me let me just jump in there a little bit on that. Okay, he doesn't call the plays. He can't audible. They won't allow. It. The plays are sent in to him, and he calls what's sent in to him, Chris. Yeah, I understand. You know, uh, the only the only two players I know of probably in this league that would get away with changing audibles are Brady and Rodgers. But I'll tell you what, he cannot deviate, Chris. I'll guarantee that. And it's it's kind of a a paradox. He's got he's got to take that by the horns and say, yes, I am capable. I'm ready. But he's got to do some things to prove that he's ready for that. I'll guarantee you that Joe Burrows in Cincinnati last year was audibling an awful lot in his second year. His second year, the same as Justin Fields is this year. All right, Michael, you are up next from Chicago with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys, it's a pleasure talking to you. I've been listening for a long time. Thank you. Hey, uh, OB, you made a comment about you blame this on the coaching, and I, I 100% I agree on the defense. The loss of containment and not being able to adjust was maddening. But last week, a friend of mine showed me the all-22s, and it was the first time I saw it with, with Fields at quarterback. And as much as I think the scheme, as much as I thought the scheme may have been an issue, when you see that tape and you see how many people, how many of the wide receivers and the tight ends and the backs are running open and he's not trusting his eyes, I don't know if it's the scheme or if it's him. And you can adjust all day and, and, make, and, and rush and put him in, put him in a hurry-up, but if he's not able to, to, to make the reads, I don't know what you do. And, you know, what's going to happen, unfortunately, you know, they're probably not, they're probably going to be a five or six win team this year because I think they are a try hard team. And I think they're going to be able to accomplish some wins. But at the end of the day, we're going to be stuck with our third quarterback in eight years. 
and think about all the draft capital that we've spent and the time that we've spent and not being able to develop. And I, I don't know what you do. I, I really don't. And we can blame the coaches, and there's plenty of blame to go around. Mike, all the stuff that you just Mike, all the stuff that you just said. Okay, you know when that should have been found out? Not in the fourth game of the season. Should have been found out in June. Should have been found out in June. That's when it should have been found out, and corrected in July, and get ready to go in August and September. That's what I'm talking about. And obviously, we are not. All right, guys, uh, we're nearing the end of our, our time here together. We'll try to sneak in uh, one more as we can get in here. We'll go to uh, Miami and welcome in Mike. Mike, you're on half with OB. Hey, I don't have to. Uh, so you, you talked to Scott Grossman Heights earlier, and he talked about a story from training camp back in the day. And I just want to bring half of your time to close up the show. And he said that you got a ride to practice from a fan. I'd like to hear more about that story. I heard you chuckle a little bit. I, I'd like to sound like you remembered it in fond memories. But uh, let's let's end the show on a good note. But uh, do you have any memories of that? Yeah, you know, our dorm up in Platteville was about half a mile away from the little college uh, facility, little unair-conditioned locker room and everything. Was it near a saloon? Uh, there were some of those on further down. <laughs> And I got a ride to that, that too. Uh, but you know what? The fans, I mean, it was all, uh, complete open access. You, you could walk right up and almost wait for us outside the dorm. It was, it was a different time. Now you can't even get close, but I, I, it was, a, it was an amazing time. And the fans were so wonderful. We would have 20,000 people watching a practice because, you know, we were, you know, we were the hot guys. And it was just great to have all that, that vibe, the, the good feel vibe that all the fans brought us. Thank you. All right, guys, we've got about 20 seconds left. Uh, again, next weekend, it's the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings on the road. And uh, we'll be with you at 11 o'clock in the morning on we Sunday. We own the Vikings up there. Come on. Yeah, bring on the Vikings, Even right? Even with Trubisky, we would own them. Absolutely. All right, guys, thanks so much. Uh, Happen OB is sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.